Did you find love? Nah. No, not the real thing. I thought I did, more than once, but no. You know, my problem was I chose the wrong kind of guy, right? Guy is nothing like my grandfather. I chose the progressive thinker type guys, you know, guys more in tune with their feelings, but that is just an excuse for selfishness and self-righteousness. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure that out. So, no. No, I didn't find the real thing. You know, what's worse is I never gave the two people who truly cared about me a grandchild. Now they're gone. And I have nothing but wasted years when I look back. Hello and welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. Boy oh boy. This episode's Mm -hmm. movie, The Dragon Unleashed, from the year of our Lord 2019. My guest this episode, returning, Lisa Gimino. Hello ma'am. Happy to be here. And a first timer, Angela Terrell, Hello. who is a surprise addition to this episode, and I'm pleased about it. I figured if you suffered through this movie of your own accord, you might as well do something productive with it and join us here. And so here we are. Um, I, it's, the kind of, it's the kind of bad movie that's actually kind of a pleasure, because it's so bad in so many different interesting ways. Like, it was bad for me on levels, like, as a filmmaker, I was like, oh, here's all the bad stuff about the filmmaking. And then as a writer, I'm like, here's all the bad stuff about the writing. Mm-hmm. And then as a martial artist, I'm like, oh, here's all the bad stuff about the action. This is actually entertaining as hell. <laughs> yeah, and it's not, like, morally repugnant to the level of something like no. Joker's Poltergeist yeah, yeah, yeah. or, <laughs> you know, a number of other movies I've watched for this show. Yeah, I, like, I, like, I will give it that. Like, that is the one... Joker's Poltergeist, yeah, was yeah bad. Yeah, that is like the one uh, check mark that I will say. Like it was not morally repugnant, which uh, is, I mean, that's a pretty low bar to clear. But I'll take it. I no, mean, there's no, some no, there's no, some questionable shit in here. There's some yeah, questionable there some stuff, questionable and we'll stuff. get to it. But yeah. yeah, it's just a real low rent, bottom of the barrel, straight to VOD. I assuming it, a- action was, in air um, quotes movie. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was an interestingly made action movie for 1978. Yeah. So given that it was made in 2019, we have problems. Many. Yeah. Well, it's written and directed by a fellow named Rene Perez, who would it surprise you to learn that his newest movie that came out last year uh, is called Pro God Pro Gun. <laughs> yeah, same same lead actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's done a number of westerns and action movies including one that also that has the same i don't know if it's supposed to be the same character but the dragon from this movie his math his real deathstroke the terminator looking mask is on that poster too so i don't know if they're sequels or what but he also did a trilogy of the dead and the damned zombie thing there's a real weird crossover between like he's also but he's also in some christian movies there's this weird crossover between people who make christian movies and horror movies like both Sort of like the Joker's Poltergeist guy was like that, too. Uh, He also did a movie called The Punished, which I think Marvel, if Marvel could be bothered to give a rat's ass about this guy, they have a lawsuit on their hands because from everything from the character design to the font is the most egregious Punisher ripoff I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) 
That one was immediately suggested to me by Tubi. Mm-hmm. As I finished yep. this one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that and didn't realize it was by the same person, and I probably should have. Uh, he also has a movie. I did a little tiny bit of research. I looked at his website. He has a movie called The Insurrection that came out in 2020. Here's the, oh. the here's the uh, description. The director of the largest media company wants to expose how left-wing powers use film to control populations. And on his website, he claims that that movie, The Insurrection, is being actively blacklisted, uh, which I think... Uh, yeah. is code for no one's watching my movie something must be wrong sure buddy sure yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah so make you a bet it's streaming somewhere right that's how blacklisted it is it's streaming somewhere <laughs> i don't know that it is it might be the one of his movies that isn't and that's why it's uh, blacklisted yeah, but gotcha. i mean it's mm. 2020 you put out a movie with that description called the insurrection are you surprised yeah, exactly. No. Uh, like, you're asking for what you get at that point. Yes. Well, the movie opens with uh, a real Dear Diary. <laughs> we got this guy, yeah, he looks like Deathstroke the Terminator, but all black. And he's, like, writing in his little notebook, like, Dear, it's me, Margaret. Dear God, it's me, Margaret. Like The instant it opened up, I'm like, why is the um, undercover Wetworks operative writing in his diary while talking to himself? Yeah, he's just standing around. What is around. going on? Leaning up against a pipeline or something. Well, providing the, you know, narration. Well, and he's asking, and I guess it's supposed to be the thematic. (laughs) But he's saying, would the child that I was be proud of the man I've become? Okay. That's a pretty decent through line to have for a character if you did anything with it. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that in particular. I started to call him low-rent winter soldier. At a certain point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because they, they never gave him a name, right? I assumed because the movie is called The Dragon Unleashed that he is called The Dragon, but that's never yeah. said in the movie. If you look on IMDb, the character, the actor is not given a character's name even on IMDb. Not, like, like, not like none of them are. <laughs> uh, almost none of them, yeah. Yeah, like almost none of them are given so. names. They're just listed because they were involved in the cast. One, I think one person is given a, like, name thing, and it's a background character that dies ten times over. Yeah, like the, the dude who's playing the leather, the pseudo leather face torturer guy, I think his character actually gets a name, and none of, um, uh, one of the Dukes of Hazard is in it, he doesn't get a name. Well, they have names, just not on IMDb. But yeah, yeah our main character is not named within the movie you're watching, so... But I assume he's yeah. the dragon, the titular dragon. Yeah. But who knows? And, and like, and like, names are not used in this film. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, they do. They need. Remember, remember they because remember, this is the reason why I called you. So we'll we'll get to the opening oh, that's fight right, in that's a right, second that's right, here. Right. But the reason I called you was 20 minutes in. Okay, the the one of the bad guys is named Mordred. Right? Which you only know because you have subtitles on, right? Yes. 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 But then, because I had subtitles on, Schneider is called Uther, and the woman is named Ygraine, and I called her and went, is this a retelling of the Arthurian legend? Because those are all names from Arthurian legend. And then the the other miscellaneous second woman who gets inserted for no good reason is named Guinevere. Yep. So all of the named characters are named for Arthurian legend. Yep. I mean, that's... It's certainly not a retelling of anything. It's I guess he just decided for whatever reason to name all the characters that I had. I didn't catch the the Guinevere or Uther thing, but yeah. so that would make so is our main character Lancelot then? What is? I, 
think he's well, supposed to be Arthur. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be Arthur or Lancelot, and I'm not sure who. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's supposed to be Arthur, except they never pulled a sword from a stone. So really, Correct. what's the point? <laughs> and, and they never sit at a round table together. There is that. No, they barely have a card table. <laughs> the, like they, they have the world's smallest table, and they are all on four-legged chairs that are falling over. Well, the Leatherface so, wannabe guy is named Dr. Schuler, which is not ah, a particularly... Go. So okay. he's the standout. He's not. That doesn't yeah. sound very Arthurian to me. It, no. it's, it's, it's not. Anyway, sorry, I'll let you get on with the description. I just no, it's absolutely... Not. This is what we do. <laughs> But yeah, he's writing in his diary, and then he jumps directly into a mud puddle that he easily could have gone around, or not jumped into, but like he jumps into like knee-deep black mud for no fucking reason at all. Yep, yep. So this first assault he's making on this generic industrial plant, or whatever the fuck this is, why does only well, one guy have a gun? Only one guy has there a gun. Is. All these guys are dressed yeah. in like military camo and stuff, but they're all trying to box him. <laughs> Except the one guy who has a gun, who he takes he takes that guy's gun to use because he doesn't bring his own guns, because well, I, it's not honorable. But, but this he will stab a motherfucker in the back, which doesn't seem very honorable either. But okay. I was I was so I was looking at this when you when you told me about it. I looked it up and I'm like, right, I wonder who the stunt crew is. There's no stunt crew. There is a guy. This Master John Okuder, whatever the hell his name is, is no, clearly. Okuna is clearly the only stunt person, and he's the guy in the mask the entire time for that entire scene. It's not that late actor. It's 100% this kung fu dude. I, and I would assume. Like, yeah, so it's like, as I said, the very first thing he does is jump and grab a dude from behind and choke him. Now, I don't know if you can hear my air quotes, but he's that what he's doing is not a <laughs> choke. And the guy pulls his gun out, and his other hand is completely free, and he just randomly shoots in the air a couple of times. And then falls down because he got choked out. I'm like, well, for starters, no one was choking anybody there. <laughs> and why didn't you just switch the gun to your free hand and shoot this dude in the face? Because oh, his arm was like at least an inch or two away from the other guy's neck. Yeah, it's, it, and his, his left hand was free the whole time. Completely. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell's going on here, man? So it's just like, oh, this is the level of action we're going to get. Oh, super cool. And then... So, like, hench people randomly appear and disappear in this movie. So, he chokes out one guy, and then, because he let this guy fire off a gun a, m a bunch of times, even I could have stopped that, but whatever. Uh, two other dudes appear, yeah, like, cam dudes in camo appear and rush this the main character, the dragon, and he does this cute little spin move for no reason <laughs> at one point. <laughs> like, he just, he does, like, a three-quarter turn for no reason. And then I'm just like, what the hell well, like, I, like I pointed out, I said, I was, I was like, okay, I was like, so all he has to do is t rotate his body one quarter of the way, and some genius decided, no, he has to spin three quarters of the way around because he has to look fabulous. Yeah, like why? What was that? Like was the only thing that was missing was the hair flip. Yes. And then two dudes attack him, and then it becomes clear at that point that he's wearing a shitty ballistic mask, which is just, it's a thing that you buy to allegedly, it's its allegedly a thing that you're supposed to, you buy, if you're gonna, if you can get shot in the face once while wearing it, and possibly not die, it's a thing that ha that you can buy, but everything else he's wearing is motocross equipment. <laughs> 
100 yes. percent is <laughs> yeah but it takes so it'll take a bullet black. man he takes a bunch of bullets so <laughs> it's black well, spray painted motocross equipment <laughs> well and, 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 and i i made the joke at one point i was like oh so they expect us to believe he's colossus i see okay he can he doesn't dodge bullets man he just they bounce off of him because he's such a it bounce off him like he's got this invisible, impenetrable, like, you know, shield, condom thing on yeah. his body. And from a filmmaking standpoint, I'd just like to point out, the only reason you shoot a, a scene like this in broad daylight is you cannot afford light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because you are, you're working on a budget that is thinner than shoestring french fries. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I'll let you go on. <laughs> no, yeah. and yeah, none of them. When the guys do have guns, they're, I mean, they're stormtrooper levels of not, they can't hit shit. These, so either these are, I mean, we're supposed to believe that these are actually like military operatives of some sort, not just guys out doing cosplay, you know, who miss oh, yeah, the turn off to the paintball they're, range, but. They're 100% doing cosplay, and it's bad cosplay. Because <laughs> at one Wait, point, there's a guy who falls down who has a machine gun in each hand who is shooting at a stationary figure and does not hit him once <laughs> that is my favorite that is my favorite moment in the entire movie the standoff between the bulletproof guy in motocross equipment and the dude on the ground who's who, who clearly here was it that is clearly like a dentist who is like a weekend cosplayer <clears throat> goes out in the woods in his camo and, and like shoots at trees he's like okay i'll give you 20,000 bucks to make your movie, but you have to let me have, like, a super cool death, bro. <laughs> that was that guy. <laughs> well, and also, our hero, the dragon, is shooting back at this man who is laying prone on the ground, and it takes him quite a while to hit him, either. Yeah, it, so, it no one is a good shot. At least six shots with each gun <laughs> to actually yeah. kill the prone figure. It is, it is cool that we all have the same reference for that, because, like, immediately that, that scene started, I went, oh, these are all stormtroopers. Like nobody, yeah. This is these are all stormtroopers. Literally, none of these people can fire like even. And it's just like, oh yeah. Well, I'll get into the samurai sword stuff later. Cannot hit the broadside of a barn. He is, we assume, here to rescue. There's, yeah, our Mordred, this sort of tough or whatever paramilitary-looking guy has. They have some someone captive who, in a giant open space have just chained with an enormous chain to a swiveling office chair, just sitting in the middle of the room, which doesn't seem like the best place to keep yep. your kidnap victim. I don't know. I mean, you gave him a chair with wheels. First off, if you turn your back, he's going to scoot yeah. real fast. He's, he's gone. The chains were so big, he could literally have stepped out of them. The, the, the chains looked like something that belonged at the Dollar Tree on yeah, Halloween. It, 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 it looked like if he stood up, they would just fall off. And he could just walk away. 100%. Yeah. And there, that's just yeah. not the, the thing to act to tie someone up with. Like, use rope or zip ties or, like, this yep. enormous boat anchor chain is not going to yeah, yeah. keep him tied so, to this at chair. One, at one point, Lisa made the comment, or one of us made the comment, uh, they couldn't afford rope in the budget? No, but chain looks cooler, bro. There were a lot of conversations that involved, yeah, but it looks cooler, bro. Yeah. There were a lot of conversations that involved that. That could be the tagline yeah. for the movie. Looks cool, right? Yeah. Not really. Cool, right? Like <laughs> and yeah, and he introduces, he's talking to this guy and he's like, hey, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to hand you over to Dr. Schuler, 
who's like, he's seen too much bad stuff and it broke his brain and now he's crazy and he likes hurting people. And he puts on like a super cheese, like he's just a leather face rip, but he has like a face, a mask made of like skin with hair hanging off. Like, yeah, it, it, it's, it's this like toy man slash leather face rip off mask. But with and the that Joker was actually, mixed in. That was actually one of the reasons, other reasons I called Angela because I'm like, take a look at this. Are those intestines hanging from his mask? She's right. They're just like, no, 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 like no, supposed I, to be I, hair. And I, I was like, I said it, those no, look like intestines. I said they're hair. I said they are strips of hair that he has cut from his former victims. Yeah, it's but almost it like, like struggle dreads. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> looks like someone's small intestines. I swear to God. But yeah, it's um, yeah, and and like here's the thing. Like this movie was shot for like forty seven dollars. Someone's pocket change, and uh, the cast are the are all the crew. And there's the same four dudes are the bad guys. Yep. And that's why they're all like, it's just like, it's the same four dudes. They were like, well, we like, they're like, Jerry, we, we've seen your face too many times. We're going to put you in this mask so that no one knows that it's also you in every other fight scene. Yeah. Did you have your hat on last time? Okay, take the hat off this time yeah, and no, put on the bandana. Anyway, so. But you think the dragon's here to rescue this guy, but he's not. He's there to, he just shoots this guy and it's. I will never. Maybe, maybe you can explain. It's an, yeah, it is an MS Paint job done by a four-year-old. Yeah, I was gonna say CGI blood. But CGI yeah. is not the right term. It's 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 yeah. MS Paint. Yeah. And I do not understand how that can possibly be cheaper than just a classic old squib. This is. Ex I had the exact same thing. I was watching this and I was like, I stopped and went, "That's just did someone just MS Paint painted onto the digital frame." A, what looks like supposed to look like a bullet hole and i'm like you know what i think it was it was one of two things because they have squibs later in the movie for paint so there's like squibs up on the wall they did one of two things they bought the wrong squibs put it on that actor set one of them off and he was like holy shit that hurts you're never gonna do that to me again <laughs> and they and they didn't have the time to reshoot it or the guy didn't want his shirt to get a hole in it <laughs> Because <laughs> he brought his costume from home. Yeah, he maybe. He brought his own shirt. He's like, you can't put a hole in that shirt. <laughs> but I, I see mean, it. Do bullets then? You know. I I mean that's possible, but I mean let's also consider that the the the, the blood spots were placed. I guess you could say. And I mean, you, what? That's red. You're gonna have a fun time trying to get that out of your costume, sir. No, no, but but those blood spot, like the 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 fake blood, a wasn't fake, wasn't even good fake blood. I think it was literally no. ketchup. But it's like the 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 bullet holes, the bullet holes were the MS Paint things, and then like squibs put holes in shit. I guarantee that was that dude's good shirt. And they were like, oh yeah, we'll dry clean it. We'll get the ketchup out of it. But he's like, you can't put a hole in it. And they're like, all right. I, I just I see it in a lot of. Like, I get you, it's a super low-budget movie, but I see it in a lot of these super low-budget movies where it's just, yeah, it's drawn-in computer cartoon blood. And I don't understand how that, hiring someone to do that and putting the time into doing that can possibly be cheaper there is actually a third, than the old-fashioned way. Yeah, there is actually a third explanation, which is that you have to have a special license to do pyro, and squibs are pyro. Oh. Okay. Right? Actually, so, that yeah, is a good explanation. It. I mean, again, based yeah. on the fact that this movie was done on a less than shoestring budget, that honestly would not surprise me because I actually, yeah. yeah, I I don't know because like pyro, you have to have a special technician and a special license. 
So I think that might have something to do with it. But that being said, I don't. Th- I don't entirely know they had permission to shoot anywhere they shot this movie. <laughs> right. When, when they were yeah. shooting outside. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did not have permission to shoot at any of those locations. No. So the dragon so is here. Went ahead and they, were like, they were like, okay, one, we get one take each. Let's make them count. Move. Yeah. Well, that's clearly how the fight choreography worked. Yeah, one take and we're out. Yeah. But the dragon, yeah, he's not here to rescue this guy. He shoots this guy because they don't want the information. I he was going to give Mordred to get out. But then he puts John Schneider on the phone to talk to Mordred, and he's like, hey, we're on the same team here. I thought we were supposed to get information from this guy. No, we don't want anyone having the information. Like, wait, are, do these, are you working together? Because he just killed yeah. a bunch of his own guys then. What is, yeah. I do not understand the relationship between these two different groups at all. It, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't seem economically viable to continuously murder your own people. Uh, to prevent a single piece of information that you can probably... I mean, you have this, you know, badass killer on your payroll. Can't you just intimidate the other guys that are not shooting Like, leave like, this way, at a certain point, I just stopped bothering to listen to, at any point they talked about the plot. Well, and also, like, you're not holding yeah. this guy for ransom, right? So right. why even bring him here? If all you need is information, yeah. send Dr. Schuler, this crazy leatherface guy, to his house at night... And get the information exactly. from him at his house. Yep. Yeah. Instead of getting yeah. him yeah, and then later uh, making a second trip for his wife and bringing her here too. <laughs> like, yep. why? Yeah. David, I have to also think, I had a theory when I saw the cast of this movie. And I was like, oh, uh, Igraine, the woman, the blonde woman. I'm like, she'll get one fight scene and she will only punch another woman. And then that didn't happen. So I was like, okay, well, they did confound a single expectation of mine. <laughs> Yep. No, well, that would give her something to do, and we can't have that. That, that would be giving a woman something to do, and we, we cannot have that. No, women in this movie are only allowed to take their shirts off. Yes. That's all they can do. This movie has an M rating, and the reason it has an M rating is because you see boobies. Twice. And I'll, twice. We'll, no, 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 wait. No, it's twice. Yeah, twice, yeah. Well, like, well, the second time, you see them, like, two, three, four times. Well, the... And we'll get to it, but the first the first instance of it, I'm gonna give them some leeway and and say that they're actually sort of a story purpose character purpose kind of for that bit of un- yeah, unnecessary I mean, I mean, nudity. The second instance, yeah. the second woman, there's no excuse, <laughs> no. no reason. No, I agree. Like the first time they do, it's at least trying to like establish a character beat for the incredibly bad actor playing the dragon, but that's yes. about it. So the dragon works for John Schneider, who, yeah, was one of the Duke boys on the Dukes of Hazard. I don't remember, was he the one who was saying that there's nothing wrong with the Confederate flag, or was that the other one? Or was it both of them? I don't know. Uh, In real life, I mean. However, Schneider's entire career now is making Christian movies. That's the thing. That's why I was actually shocked to see him in this. I mean, I'm kind of not seeing the other stuff that this filmmaker made, but yeah, he's been trapped since Smallville ended. And I enjoyed him in Smallville, but since Smallville ended, he's been trapped in Christian movie land for a while. Yeah. And so to hear him drop yeah. the F-bomb in this movie, I was like, hello, this movie has boobies in it, and he's dropping, he's saying fuck, like, all right, John Schneider, I see you. But <laughs> but then some of the other stuff in this movie, I'm like, oh, no, wait, this is kind of just a Christian this, movie this, for this is, this real is lenient going, Christians. This is him trying to break out of uh, Christian movie land. And this is him thinking, okay, this is my shot. It's like, no, sir. No. 
but well, it's honestly, made by somebody who's also doing those kinds of movies, so it's not yeah really. It's and still honestly, very adjacent. Here's the thing with with actors like that. Like he's not. It's it's a hundred percent money. Like yeah. he's not making enough money. To, he has to keep working. Trust me, this guy would not be not be still working if he could afford to not to be working. So it's like he's just taking whatever people are giving him. I'm pretty sure. And the thing is, is with the I'm Christian sure. movies, is they make a lot of them, and. And they make them constantly. So if you want to work, you can be working all. And they will happily accept just about anybody. Any like, oh, this is a known person. Like people will recognize your face on the poster for this shit Christian movie with no one else in it. Get John Schneider. I'm John Schneider. Will be in your movie. Don't worry. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Reason why Eric Roberts is still working, basically. That him too. I would. I'm actually. I'm surprised I didn't see Eric Roberts in this movie. He had briefly aspirations to being a um, an action hero. So, <laughs> well, he was in Joker's Poltergeist, sort of. <laughs> yeah, the dragon goes back to base. The guy. I, I can't be bothered with his name, but the guy who plays the dragon is a real dollar store Channing Tatum. Did anybody else get that vibe? Yeah, Dolisher Channing Tatum, the uh, low-rent Winter Soldier, yeah. Like, he yeah. looks kind of enough like Channing Tatum that you could mistake him, maybe, if you saw him in the right angle, <laughs> you know? Like, 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 like if, he, if he dyed his hair, and you saw him from the side, yeah, you, you, could, you could maybe say he was Channing Tatum. Maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't argue with that assertion. I'd be like, he's, he's definitely not as good of an actor as Channing Tatum is, and that's saying no. something. No. No. Because <laughs> um, actually a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah, he sees not nearly enough for my taste. If this is going to be his character's storyline, it should happen more than just once at the beginning and once at the end. But he sees this sort of kid. Oh, he yeah, has like a vision of a kid, a little kid. Child. Yeah, and so at first I was thinking like, oh, is this like his past trauma or whatever? He had a kid who died or something. No, this is yes. literally himself as a yes, child. That, 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 that's him <laughs> so that was the question I was like, is this his kid or is this him? No, this is <laughs> him <laughs> as a kid. And then we cut to there's a realtor who is going to set up a waterfall for us. <laughs> it's kind of his only purpose. But this girl, yeah, Igraine is her name. She has inherited her mother's house. And apparently a ton of money. We'll get to that. But, and she's come to check it out. The realtor's there. And he's like, you know, I, I'll get right on this. Get it sold for you. And she's like, no rush. I'm fine living here for a while. But he sets up. He, yeah, he gives like this piece of like backstory trivia that doesn't really matter. Except so that later when we see a waterfall, we're like, oh, that's the waterfall he was talking about. <laughs> it's something about a dam broke and it fucked up the river, but it made a cool waterfall or something. Yeah, he sets up the waterfall, which, by the way, was not created by a dam breaking that waterfall. was Absolutely not. And also doesn't need setting up. You could just have characters go to a waterfall and not explain why there's a waterfall there. There's a waterfall in the forest. They're naturally occurring. (laughs) Yeah, that's a very common thing that occurs. So, yeah. But the other thing I liked him was he was also there to establish that there aren't a lot of neighbors around. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, he established yeah. that for her as well. Yeah. Well, there, there's an old lady who needs her lawn cut, but... Yeah. And yeah, this is being watched through the geography of how this sniper rifle scope works drove me crazy in the entire movie, because he's watching, supposedly from their barn shed, whatever their base yeah, of operations is, Yeah, which he's is watching her... He has a sniper rifle scope. He does not have a sniper rifle because he doesn't use guns, except when he feels like it, I guess. Yeah. But he's he's looking through the scope, you know, just to sort of check out 
the lay of the land, I guess. This is the closest house. But it's still, at various points, when you see her, like, walking up to his door, there are so many trees between where her house would be and his house would be. There's no conceivable way for him to have this good of a view, or any view, of her front door, or her back, at other points, her backyard. He's standing in the same place. He's seeing different places of her house. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, her place is up a hill through an orchard in his murder shack. (laughs) And also, he is standing standing in front of his place, far away, but what we're seeing through the scope is clearly someone standing 40 feet away from the house, because there's a tree branch literally, like, comes into view of the scope, like, because they're as if he were standing in the bushes right by her house, but he's not. They couldn't figure out some way to set up. Like, it would be fine if he was, like, here's the thing, it's bad, but if he was doing the I'm going to creep on the, the person who's moved in because I have to make sure that it's safe for them to be there, that's, you can set that up. Just have him walk back to his murder shack warehouse to meet John Schneider. She could have spent, like, a minute showing him arriving and leaving. Like, really, honestly. There's a lot of things You know like what you could have cut? You could have cut the five minutes of her in her, in her mother's house silently touching things. Yeah, I was just... Four minutes of that. That's my next note, because she has these... She's trying to restart her life or whatever, and for the rest of the movie, she will be taking to heart what she sees in this scene, which is like she's, like, touching their piano, not actually playing it, just touching it, and there's these three-frame photographs of her parents, and one says, step one... Oh, I wrote the steps down. Shit, where'd they go? Make amends or something? Yeah, make amends... Admit your, admit your, admit your mistakes and regrets. Step two yeah, right. is selfless tasks, and then step three, and it's blank. And I screamed at that point, profit. <laughs> but so, did her parents do that, and then just get too lazy to? You you put that in a frame, just like I you mean, did the other ones. I... You didn't bother to get one that has. I don't understand. <laughs> Honey, so which one of us dies first? The other one has to put the third cryptic. Uh, picture frame out, okay? All right. Yeah, you gotta make a pact. Put it. will put it in our in our uh, will that the lawyer has to put the third picture frame out, okay? And then the lawyer just didn't bother. <laughs> Failed. Yeah. The, the, the lawyer the lawyer did not get that memo. Yeah. Or if he did, the lawyer said, ah, "Fuck it, she don't yeah. need this." God, lazy. It was grandpa was on his deathbed. Like, remember, no matter what. Our, our, number one, our daughter is only useful for making us a grandchild. That's all we want from her, as she will say later. Yep, that's, that's also, all we want. We are disappointed. Don't forget to figure out what step three is. And then he died, yeah. and then she just was like got too busy watching Jeopardy and stuff. Back at base with John Schneider and the dragon. John Schneider's looking through this folder. He's like, hey, I'm looking at your your after-action reports here. And he says, you remember to make that last one look like a suicide, right? As if... you sh- First off, that's not something you would forget. No, that's your job. No, that's a very big detail. And number two, why would you not know that already? You're looking at the after-action yeah. report, right? It should be in there. It should be on the page saying, I did the thing. And it's before... We this... skipped over his injuries. We have skipped over his injuries. The dragon's <laughs> yes. injuries. The yeah. dragon has a series of injuries that are very clearly either red tempura or ketchup. Like smeared on the surface of his skin. 
that are half occasionally half covered with band-aids that he never wipes off no. for the entire movie no. that occurs no. over multiple days. No. <laughs> he never cleans the blood off himself. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. But even just if he was sent on a top secret black ops wet work mission to kill someone to make it look like a suicide and he forgot to do that, you would have you would have known by now. You wouldn't have to even look at a report. You would have gotten a call from whoever's above you going, hey, your guy fucked up. <laughs> Kill him. Why are you having to ask him this right now? Yeah, exactly. Hey, you're, yeah, your dipshit special boy uh, screwed up and didn't make it look like a uh, suicide, and now we're all in deep trouble. I mean, that would be literally the only conversation that... <laughs> and right, it's all... to kill him. All of this business is super vague. We don't know what's yeah. this information that we're trying to get out of that guy that he shot. There's going to be a fight yep. in the river coming up that has <laughs> for an envelope with an X on it, which was never explained. Yeah. What is that? Yep. We don't know why he's killing any of these people, except for the malaria cure lady. It's just, it's like living and working in Haiti or in some other like third world country where she is, but like there to heal and help children. And his job is her, okay? <laughs> yeah, it it becomes it becomes a kind of inherently weirdly racist thing, and we'll get to that too. Oh, oh yeah. The proximity alarm goes off because Green is bringing her neighbors <laughs> a plate of cookies, like you do. But but again, she's not bringing them to a house. She has no reason to believe anyone lives here. She walks through a through an orchard and what looks like a minefield to bring chocolate chip cookies to weird guy's murder shack in the middle of nowhere. My, my How view, is this woman not dead? Mind you, a guy that she has never, ever met before in her life doesn't know a thing about him. And is just basically like, here you go, here are these chocolate chip cookies that I made. I hope you like them. I can see doing that for a neighbor. You just came in the neighborhood, you want to ingratiate yourself to the neighbors, but you have no reason... First off, you can't even, as we've established because of the trees, you can't even see this place from your house. Right. <laughs> unless you have a sniper scope like he does. But if you're looking at it, it does not look like a house. It looks like yes. like a garage, like a barn-type garage. I don't know how else to describe it, but just like or like a Quonset hut or something. Like It does not look like a place where someone lives. Why would you yes, bring cookies like, there? Why would she even know that? And it looks like, it, at most, it looks like some sort of weird industrial area. And then and then Schneider's all, like, upset. He's like, oh, you know, you got to get rid of your neighbor. And I'm just like, why didn't you guys just build a fence around the place? Yeah. Well, that's, that is a big question that I will have for the entirety of this movie is, how is there so much black bag, wet work, government secret, <laughs> top secret stuff out here in the boonies. They're not like in the big city. Why is their base of operation away from... Like, in the middle of no man's land. With no security around it whatsoever except this proximity alarm. It's right. wild. Wild stuff. That's every time that proximity alarm went off, I thought something in my house was beeping. I'm like, oh god, it's like... <laughs> Is there, some, is there some alarm in my home going off? Huh? Nope, it's the movie. It was like, no, it's the movie. It's the movie. Don't worry. But the, but the dragon answers the door with a sword behind his back, and Schneider's giving him shit about it. Like, why would you do that? Like, take a gun. And he's like, no, that's not honorable. And Schneider's like, whatever. Don't bring a sword to a gunfight. But he does quite well bringing a sword to a gunfight. 
for the rest of this movie. Yes. So what do you know? And also, I'm like, like, did you not know that this guy uses swords? Isn't he your wet work, black ops, wet work guy? Like, didn't you already know this about him? Also, why do you yeah, even have to go answer the door? Why do you not have any sort of security cameras or anything? But, right, yeah. Exactly. Where you could go ahead and look at an iPad or a tablet and say, hi, who's there? Because I'm, or a monitor yeah, somewhere but, in this room. <laughs> Something. Yeah, why are, why are you answering, answering the door? Why are you yeah. answering the door? Oh, well, we got to be neighborly in our murder shack. It know? doesn't even have a, like, oh, beware of dog be sign or anything. we got to be neighborly and polite, but I'm... You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to leave my, you know, katana saber on the table. That's we not have to be, We have to be neighborly, but at the same time also be prepared to instantly murder anybody who shows up. I don't know. Why don't you just not answer the door? Yeah, if someone know, has figured out who you are, why you're there, where you are, and they've come to your door to kill you, by the time they're at your door, it's too late, man. You're dead. You should have, like, there should have been precautions in place. That never let them allow, never allowed them to get that close to you. Yeah. If you were good at your job at all. Place trapped by high heaven. It I should like, be. Yeah, like literally, literally looks like she's walking through a uh, a minefield. Anyway, I'm like, why isn't that actually a minefield? It should be. Exactly. Why is this not blowing anybody up to high heaven? And why are there not cameras attached? It's like it's this weird thing. Like there's so many, so much trapping on this of like the that kind of like weird Chad wife you know, uh, thing with, with the with the woman that I'm just like, how are you not dead? Like, I wouldn't walk in, in I wouldn't walk into this place. She's just like, oh, hi, strange guy that I've never met before who's covered in blood and carrying weapons. I'm just gonna- I've never met. Walk into your, you know, murder warehouse and hang out with you. <laughs> yeah, you have, de you have decided to walk over to a garage looking for people to give them cookies and a man answers the door who has a who's bleeding from the head and the nose yeah, multiple head wounds and the yeah. arms and has bloody knuckles yeah. and is clearly holding a samurai sword behind his back yeah it's too and large you to can... hide. Yeah. <laughs> and you just act like everything's cool okay everything is everything well, is hunky dory this is not, this is fine this is fine. Step free profit. This is fine. Well, but Grain is a very sweet lady. We should know because she mows this old, her old elderly neighbor lady's yard for her and won't accept any money for it. She brings bandages to this lunatic that she brought cookies to. It's like, hey, I noticed you were bleeding from the face and weren't doing anything about it. So here's some bandages I brought you in case you don't have any. Come There's on. There's no reason why you are bleeding from the face. And, and just refusing to even wipe it off, other than you must not have any bandages in your home. <laughs> or a sink, or any, or a mirror, because I've come back yeah. to your house, house, I've come back to your garage the next day, and you have not wiped the blood off yet. Yeah. You went to sleep with your blood all over you, and woke up and did not clean yourself at all. And not to mention, like, the, the blood, somehow he went to bed, sleep, blood isn't smeared. It's still in the same position. <laughs> it still looks pretty fresh, too. Not really drying yeah, very well. It's almost like this entire movie was shot over a single weekend. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yes. And they did his makeup once and never did it again. <laughs> and then he's having this fight in the river with who? Don't know. For what? Don't know. This guy has an envelope with an X on it. He beats yep. these guys up in the water. 
the guy kindly like sets the envelope down like well i don't want this to get ruined in our water fight and then there's more bad cgi blood like okay you couldn't afford a prosthetic or whatever but he smashes this guy's back this guy's head in and it's just this explosion of ms paint <laughs> blood all over like okay uh, but I for what theory about this Yes, I have another theory about this movie. Is that somebody on the crew, probably the director, because he did everything, including compose the music. He wrote it, yep. directed it, took, was the cinematographer, the editor, and the composer. I think he had access. He had, there is there are, there's one there's shot an underwater in one. Scene. Yeah. Okay. So he had he had access to an underwater rig, which is basically just a box. But the other thing too is is that it, at the other at the opening sequence of the ending sequence, which is in a different location. There are two or three tracking shots where they had access to a camera stabilizer, and he was, again, by gum, he was going to use it. I think he had access to a water rig, and he was just like, well, we have to have a water fight, bro. We have to. Well, and also, like, if you add up John Schneider's screen time, this they easily could, he was in and out in three hours. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, maybe four, maybe four hours, but, like, it was less than a day. It was half a day. They may, yeah. may not even have to feed him lunch. No, <laughs> Actually, no, this, there's no way. The guy that he kills with the rock first, like, throws a rock at him in the most, like, uh, like, rock. <laughs> I hate to say, I hate to say girly because that's not what I mean, but, like, just a real, a feat, like, uh, I'll throw a rock at you and misses him by a mile. Like, this, this is a tough military ops guy and he can't even throw a rock worth shit? This styrofoam rock is very heavy, I swear. I got a toddler can throw a rock better than that. <laughs> but... And so then that night, or some night, who knows the time frame here, but yeah, we have our first nudity. He's like peeping on her. He snuck up. Now he's actually like close to her house. He's looking through the bushes. He's got like all, he's got like night gear on and I guess these glasses that take pictures, they say. We don't see that, but they say that. And he's looking through his sniper scope again. And he's looking through her window and she takes her top off. But he, and then here's why I think I, I'll, look, and I, I'm a connoisseur of breasts, but they are unnecessary usually in a movie this instance i'll get I'll, I'll let him have it because he when she takes her shirt off he like turns away like he's a good enough yeah. guy even though he's a yeah. murderer and an assassin he's like oh shit i like i, I shouldn't be looking at this so that's a yeah, character they, they beat for him so i'll allow it. Yeah, it was, yeah it was a character beat for him and i'm like i was like yeah you know what i was actually okay with that too i'm like this is really weird and and, and gratuitous but at least they put the effort in to be like, oh, no, no, no. It's because he's a decent dude and he doesn't want to actually look at her boot, you know? I'm like, okay, that's fine. I mean, it still seems gratuitous, but that's fine. I've seen considerably worse and will later in this <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. He's next asked, asked to assassinate a female target, and it's his first one. Mr. Shiner's like, I know it's your first lady, so that might be tough. He's like, I'm not worried about that. Don't worry about it. I, kill, I don't mind killing a lady. But then he's like, but it's this woman who has finally discovered or invented whatever a but cure for malaria because so far yeah. we there's no cure we just have treatments and then schneider and here's where i started to go wait a second what else has this guy who made this movie made because <laughs> the worldview that's being expressed here sounds like a certain kind of filmmaker i wonder what else he's made because schneider goes on this rant about like we don't like we can't have a cure for malaria especially in third world countries Yep. And, like, we don't need more people. We're already polluting the planet. People listen to rap music instead of Mozart. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. I was just like, yep. hmm. And I'm like, okay, maybe he's just, like, that's his, you know, the character's view of, of things, and you know, 
of what the government and the military should be doing. But she has a speech later where I'm like, no, hold on. Something's going on with this filmmaker because this is a real self-insert kind of speech. But, oh, it's the very next scene. moment is what it was. She comes over to visit him and she launches into this speech about how, like, she's restarting her life over. We're not going to get into details, but... I was with this guy, you know, a real progressive thinker guy, real in touch with his feelings, and I can't with that anymore with these guys like that. All they are is, like, they're just masking their own, like, self-righteousness or whatever. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> what else has this guy made? Oh, well, because this sounds like... Yes. Also, the only reason I, I, I failed my parents because they didn't get kids grandkids before they died, because my boyfriend was so progressive, he decided he was gay. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's when I went... Okay. Yeah. I see what we're doing yeah. here. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. That was actually the moment where I went to him. I'm like, okay. I think I know where we're coming. Yeah. I get you. I get you. Yeah. You know, famously, women hate men who are in touch with their feelings. <laughs> How annoying. Oh, yeah. It's so, it's such a bummer to be treated like I'm a human. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Because sad, but yeah, sadly, because I chose to date like a, a guy with thoughts and empathy i'm stuck without any any babies now which is all i'm fucking good for according to my parents so i've really let everybody down and i'm trying to fix my life and she tells him the three steps still doesn't know what no, the third step is yes yeah because once i figure it out but then they go on sort of a field trip she takes him and this is some more weird geography stuff because they climb up a very high hill and look through some pine trees at this lady's house and then the next time they're looking at her house from a the same angle they are standing on a flat anyway never mind yeah whatever it, it, it makes no sense also she's she's going hiking up this hill in a short dress and, and cowboy mm-hmm that's that's a real good way to break an ankle. Yeah, I, how again? How is this woman not dead? She has the self-regulation instincts of a vole. Like I'm surprised she hasn't been like eaten by a cat. But she shows him this lady because apparently she has intrusively and nosily learned everything about everyone in the area. Here's this lady. Look at her through the scope. Her kid is sick, and we know he's sick because he has a cast on his arm and he's wheeling around an IV bag everywhere he goes. He looks perfectly healthy, but other than that. So that's not that's not where that kind of IV goes. It doesn't go in the forearm. Yeah, nope. that, that too. <laughs> but you know, she can't afford his. Even though she works three jobs, she can't afford his medical bills. And I have all this money, and I'm not going to use that I inherited, and I don't want it. I want to give it to her. I need to come up with some way to do it, and you're going to help me. He does not help her. All he does is drive her up <laughs> to her door and sit in the car. And I guess again, he gives car. her. That car, like owned by the director, that then had to be had to be put in the movie. Yeah, I'm gonna show off something. my cool car. Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah, bro, we gotta put my car in the movie. It's super cool. And my Harley later. Flames on it. Yeah, let's start with flames, man. Yeah, it's the most dude bro car you could possibly. Have. <laughs> oh god, it's so bad. It's a, I mean, it's perfectly fine for a muscle car. It's nice. But yeah, also, especially when you're trying to keep under fucking cover. And not yeah, draw attention to yourself. So I have a bright yellow car with flames on it. There would be literally no way to forget that car existed. If I saw that car, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that the weird guy from up the hill. He drives that Mustang with the flames." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no way you could miss that car ever. 
No, especially in this area where not a lot of people live and everybody knows everybody. If I saw that, yeah, if I saw that car driving by, like, who the fuck is that? Where's he going? Yeah, or else a loud-ass Harley that he has later. <laughs> like, those are not quiet. Right. Or Ducati or whatever it is. It looked like a Ducati, but it was it said Harley on it. So I was like, oh, that's oh, okay. yeah. Sorry. kind of cool. Yeah, it was Harley. It was a Harley. There's a, they do a road, like, kind of a road bike line that's different from the other yeah. ones now. And yeah, 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 yeah. But so the green goes up to this lady and under the pretense of, like, she just wants to give this lady money to help her kid. But she has this, like, pretty mid art hanging up, like, just these sculptures or whatever that she's done. And so she winds up buying this. His sole role is to sit in the car for her to point at and go, look, my husband's a rock star. He makes way too much money. I don't, and so I want to give some to you. And she buys this woman's piece of, I don't like what, like, driftwood art or whatever you'd find at the, you know. Yeah. For thir- like yeah. $30,000 or something ridiculous. And then leaves. And, and so he is learning from her, I guess, to be a, a selfless person. I don't, I don't know. I, and, and my whole thing with that as well was just, I was just looking at that going like, again, it was another, it, I, I, that entire scene took like five times longer than it should have. Yeah, sure oh, you don't even, you literally don't even need, and, and you don't need the conceit of I'm going to buy your art. You just No, she could have just gone ahead and put it in a, like, brown paper bag, left it on the lady's porch, or, or put it on the lady's porch, knocked on the door, and then ran around the corner or something and hid in the tree. Like, well, maybe she's worried that the lady will be like, oh, no, someone lost this money. I better turn it into the police or something. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Leave yeah. a note with it, and like, or whatever, you know. Like, it was so contrived. But even then, it was just like, even if you don't do that, it was like you could have done that whole thing with, "Hey, is this her art? I'm gonna buy it." And then you don't need to hand her a wad of cash. You hand her a sealed envelope, grab the art, go buy, and leave. And then the, the cat, yeah. And then like in, in the in the in the wall in the envelope is like a. Uh, a, a, a note that says, you know, it's you know for your for the medical bills, and then like, who is that mysterious woman who's saving? I mean, like, there were so many more interesting ways to do that than a long tortured conversation about how I get uh, they're going to back money. Or they're going back yeah. and forth. But it, and also, it doesn't make any sense that this woman who is basically working three jobs trying to supply for this child is going to say no to twenty plus thousand dollars. Because that's what the co-pay is. Oh, well, you know, that's how, that's how the, you know, that's how the, the homegrown, you know, country folk are. They're too unassuming and too, you know, would never take a gift from a stranger. In fact, they had that conversation. Agreed. Is it Egrain? Egrain. Yeah. It's like, I want to buy this art. And the woman's like, you could just have it. And Egrain's like, oh, I would never take a, I would never take a gift from a stranger. Here's a gift from a stranger. <laughs> like, she expects her to do the same thing she won't do from the stranger and go ahead and let go of her pride enough to take twenty thousand plus dollars well it's just like i mean all of that aside the whole thing was just so incredibly weird and paternalistic yeah it, and it was just like it was it's an entire like you know well you know bootstraps and 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 all of this but i don't know it was it was incredibly weird and it was like okay because so the woman who plays the grain was also like one of the executive producers or something and you're just like, you can see she's like, yeah, but I mean, I have to also look like I'm a good person, right? So we have to do a whole scene where I like, I'm a good person. 
we need to make an hour and a half. We need to make an hour fifteen, or we can't. We can't tell if they're streaming, so we'll add this scene in. <laughs> well, no, I think no, I think that's a hundred percent. Her executive producer credit is is one hundred percent of like, oh, will you come be in this movie? I don't know. We'll give you an executive producer credit. <laughs> okay. They're like, ah, like, you oh know. My, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. Schneider has one too, and I refuse to believe he spent a dime helping to make this movie, and neither did she. So that's yeah. how you get one of those. Speaking of scenes that go on way longer than they need to, uh, a grade comes out of her house, and there's instead of just putting house roses, a bouquet of roses, like on her doorstep, like a normal fucking person oh, would do, he right, hangs them right, upside right, down from a tree, down. which I would take yeah. as like a threat, if just me. gesture and then he and then he leaves this apparently miles long trail yeah. of roses miles long which look well and it well, looks as if it looks as if she walks for a few hours and at the oh, end she only she only has a bouquet of maybe 10 15 flowers how far apart were these spaced and how did she possibly follow a trail through the woods where flowers are you know naturally occurring exactly. <laughs> and, and Angela can confirm this. I said the exact same thing. She does not have enough flowers for this dress. Yeah. Not at all. She, re- she really does not. But here's the other thing. This is at this point the actual star of the movie showed up, which is her nipples. Yes. Her, her nipples. star of the film. Because it was like, up. she is clearly freezing to death in that outfit. <laughs> yeah. She's either freezing or extremely turned on by the fact that she has now walked miles. Or both. Why not both? But she follows this trail to him. He's at this waterfall. And I will say, I, I'm willing to give props where I can. All this waterfall stuff is shot pretty well. Yes, you know what? The cinematography actually isn't bad. Some of it's actually pretty good. Compared to the rest of the movie, which looks like garbage, all this waterfall yeah. stuff is really kind of pretty looking. And like, I was like, wow, that's okay. This belongs in a different movie, man. This is... Where do you yep, learn yeah. to shoot this? Why yep. does the rest of the movie look like this? The waterfall scene is too good for the movie, honestly. And it's a beautiful waterfall. But, but, but him, like, standing there, him standing there waiting for her, and, like, the mist is, like, flying past him from the water. Like, it just looked like, I'm like, visually, this is interesting in a way that this movie is incapable of doing otherwise. So this is, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but she had to walk a minimum of hours there in flip-flops in the forest. Yep, and she has again. She has that single bunch of roses they bought at the Safeway on the way to the set that morning. Wait a minute! Wait! Wait a minute! Hang on! They ran out, and he ran out of roses at some point because it switched to like carnation <laughs> or something. It, was, yeah. it looked. It actually looked like something he just picked up off the side of the road. Yes. It eventually switches just like random yellow flowers. Where you're like, how would you know he left those? Those just look like random yellow flowers. Yeah, it was like on a log too. It's like. Yeah, <laughs> that might have just, just grown there, but all right. Yeah, knowing him, he probably stole them off some graves at the local cemetery or something. God, yeah, probably. But they and they hold hands, and it's a real kind of chaste. Like they never kiss in this movie or anything. Like they obviously no. they have this burgeoning sort of romantic relationship, but it never like is Those it this? Went. Am I? Th- is this the last time we see her in the movie? <laughs> no, other than that one shot where he looks. Yeah. So we're building up this relationship and then do nothing with it other than I guess he's a changed man now. Yes. It just took the love of a good woman to stop being a murderous psychopath. Yeah, she's shown him the power of love. 
love is more important than the power of being a kick-ass ninja. I guess. Yeah, because he's he he gets new orders from John Schneider, which is to kill some guy's kids to like send him a message, and he's not having it. That made no sense either. Oh yeah, I know. If we kill his kids, he'll do what we say. If we kill his child, he will remove his bid for this like large plot of land or building or whatever it is. No, and it had no connection to any other plot. But it had no connection to any of the other no. three or four <laughs> plots they've established. No, it had n- none. And again, no, why why is all of this Black Ops wet work being operated out of a garage in bumfuck wherever this is? Arizona, whatever yeah. <laughs> it's not Arizona, wherever this was shot. I don't know. But anyway. I mean, well here's the thing, is 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 if in the credits they, they thank like three locations and one oh yeah, we missed the bit where he goes to the airport. And there's like oh, this incredible, right. yeah, <laughs> he goes to the completely empty airport, and there's this unbelievably stupid exchange where they're all obviously, they might as well all be wearing signs that say, we are spies. Yeah. Dude, spy he <laughs> walks into this airport, bandaged and bloody, still, carrying a and giant duffel bag, bag. and the security guard looks at him like, huh, <laughs> like, <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Bandaged and bloodied, wearing all black, does technically does not blend in with his surroundings at all. Mm-mm. It like not in it. Like if I saw someone walking well, that the airport, yeah, that like guy's that, about to like I yeah. That, airport, I would yeah. I would go ahead and I would let security personnel know. I feel like oh that guy's a terrorist or something. Yeah, <laughs> what, like I would I would be like. My eyebrow skepticism would be awfully high, and I'd be like, I need to tell someone about this. I'm not going to approach this man, because I would be worried he would slit my neck open or, you know, do something terrible to me. I'm pretty sure that man has a gun on him somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm not going to approach him, but I'm sure as shit gonna tell someone about this man in hopes that whoever I tell does not die Terribly. See something, yeah. say something. I don't want that on my conscience. Yeah, we uh, did. We did kind of skip over the part where he actually goes and he kills the lady with the cure that has the cure for malaria. He injects her with something, but it. I mean, it doesn't. It's real quick. It doesn't really matter. So it's it's, it's yeah. It's meaningless to anything else in the plot. I just thought that the entire sequence of the airport was kind of hilarious. It is. <laughs> yeah. No. Because because they literally look right at each other, and it's like, oh, someone picked up. Then there, but then. But then they're all walking openly on the tarmac in the broad daylight together. I'm yes. like, you're very bad at this spy shit, aren't you? Like, this is like five drunk people played a game of telephone and, you know, giving directions on how to shoot me. And the last person went, okay, cool. I'll do my best. I mean, speaking of not being sneaky enough for this work... So now the dragon and John Schneider have their falling out because he's like, I'm not going to kill these kids. You know, I have a conscience now. And Schneider's like, what? Yeah. You like this girl's gotten in your head now? Like, no, he says something. I don't remember what it's. It's pretty gross. Something it about like, like yeah, it's because your girlfriend or something. Yeah. Like yeah. no, pe- yeah. like something like no piece of pussy's worth or something like that. I whatever. But like that, yeah. he's like, but hey, if you want a different post, you know, non-combat, you know, you're free to go. Yeah, I think, I think you know, it's that and the other. You're good to go. But he's sitting at this table, 
And he's like, you're free to go. And he's like, I'm free to go? You're not going to kill me when I turn my back? And he's like, no, nah, we're, we're good. And is, no, and is clearly reaching for the revolver on his hip. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's the least sneaky. But, but then the reason for, he reaches for the revolver, and for whatever stupid-ass reason, he spins it on his finger, like, two or three times. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> what are we, why? Why was this yeah. necessary? They're trying to do cool gunslinger moves. But it's like he couldn't, like clearly couldn't do it out in the open because he kept dropping a gun. Is what I'm expecting. So they did it down low. Well, or why are you doing that at all? You're waiting for this yeah, guy. You're wasting time. Who's already suspicious of you? To kill yeah. this, uh, like you know. To turn his back so you can shoot him, and you're doing yeah. fancy tricks under the table for no one's but yourself. <laughs> but that's why you catch a shuriken in the throat because you're bad at this, and that's what he does. So, yeah, so Schneider catches the shuriken, and then, this is what I did. was that not a double-action revolver? Um, I don't I know, it was a big honking, and he shoots it into the ground it. three, four times. No. But yeah, he catches the shuriken in the throat, and then he also, I we don't see it, but it's implied he cuts his head off or something, because he gets him with the sword, and blood goes splattering everywhere. Yeah. He draws the stainless steel samurai sword you get at, trader, you get at one of those trading <laughs> companies in the mall. One that actually can't take an edge. Yeah. That, they, yep. that somebody that one of the people who made this movie had hang on his wall, and you have to use my cool sword, bro. You we <laughs> have to use it in this film, or I will not be a part of it. All right, I guess. So with that taken care of, now he's free to do as he chooses. The dragon's now going to go on his last guess, more morally good <laughs> mission. But again, I don't. Okay, there's a lot of things going on here. First off, before he does that. He has to get one last look at Igraine. I keep wanting to call her Igreet, but that's a Game of Thrones character. Igraine. And he's looking, he's standing in the exact same spot he was before, looking with the scope, and he's yep. now seeing the backside of her house where she's where she is sitting on a bench reading a magazine. <laughs> he's now looking downhill at her, even though he's also in the exact same spot. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, and it's, and, but it's like, okay. it's like, also like, here we, we're beginning his... I'm going to go and sacrifice my life for good now because now I, the love of a good woman has changed me. And we start from here. How does he know any of this is going on? That's my next question. How do they even know that Mordred... Because Mordred promised, okay. and Dr. Schuler, the torture guy, promised the guy that the dragon shot earlier at the beginning of the movie, sure. if you don't tell us what we know, we're going to get your wife and do stuff to her. Yeah. Right. But then, then that man was shot. He didn't. He was probably going to tell you what you wanted to know. He didn't get the opportunity. So now you've gone and kidnapped his wife. But how does the dragon know any of this? Right. Schneider didn't tell him. The dragon does not. Yeah. Any kind. He, he does not obtain a phone or an laptop or email or anything like that that says it, it, it makes no sense. But those guys no, also I, work for Schneider, or. Who knows? Who knows? The only <laughs> way you could read it, the only way you could read it makes any sense was he's like, because they, you remember at one point he calls Mordred a psychopath? So it's like his, he doesn't know that they've kidnapped a woman. He's just going to get rid of them because they're bad guys and he happens to rescue her in the process. That's like literally the only read of it but, that but makes sense. Maybe. It makes sense that the dragon is supposed to know this. That this well, is yeah, going to happen. Like, no, no, that's the whole thing. He doesn't know it's going to happen. He's just going to kill them and accidentally rescue someone. But if you want to walk away from this life with this girl, go pick up your girl, jump on your motorcycle, hang up your dumb-looking mask and suit, and drive off yeah. into the 
you know? Yeah, well, but she's not going to leave. She's got her house. If it's percent for Mordred and, you know, the Leatherface and Impersonator to go ahead and to kidnap the guy's wife, because, again, they've already gone ahead. They've already murdered the guy. The guy was going to tell him what they want, but he's dead, he dead now. Guess, he's a man of his word, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I told your husband I was going to fuck you up, so now I'm going to. I guess, but, but the other thing I had, too, as well, was, like, obviously, hey, hey, we can get more boobies in if we do it this way. That, too. Exactly. That, and, like, hey, you hang on a minute, guys, we haven't implied sexual violence in this movie yet. We're missing one of the big bingo cards. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So he goes yeah. back to that random industrial plant there's way more guys there this time who are actually kind of on guard and they actually all they all have guns this time yeah yep and he takes them all out and again he's he's like i don't use guns i only use my swords because i'm a man of honor i fight with honor but every one of these guys he stabs in the back with a sword which is the least honorable thing i can think of samurai swords don't work like that they don't work like that. They're not used in that way. If this guy was actually a master of the sword, you don't use a, you don't use a sword like that. Every single uh, one thing I also love about this movie is, is the number of these dudes that discard their hats immediately before going into combat. Right. Like most of them immediately flip their hat off as they go into combat. Like well, I mean, it wasn't armor, but also here's the thing: he had like three shots at the tops of these guys' heads. That's how you kill someone with a samurai sword. Sorry, this is the weird thing. My weird, my weird area of expertise is they were designed so you would snap your, you have a sword in your hand, you have it up above your head, and you snap it down so it just creases the brain pan. It goes through the skull. They die, and then you just move on to the next guy. Yep. I know that. And again, I'm a fifty-year-old white Canadian woman. I am not a black ops wetwurst. <laughs> And he's also like, you know, I don't use guns until, like, he's killing guys with swords until he's, like, outnumbered by guys with guns, and then he takes their guns and starts shooting them. So your whole moral stance really falls apart in the face of (laughs) danger. Oh, yeah, no. You went ahead and you you shot your moral stance to hell there. Guns. I I don't use guns until it is slightly more convenient to use guns. And then I use guns. There's a bit where a guy, the dragon is standing... The dragon and this guy are standing on the same plane because the dragon has not climbed up onto the walkways yet. But this guy is pointing his rifle upwards as if he is shooting someone higher than him, though. But then the dragon shoots him pointing straight ahead. Yep. So, okay. The other thing, like, here's the other thing, too, is like, okay, as again, obviously the dude in this costume, this full face costume, it's not the actor, it's this other guy, Master Okuna, okay? Every single time this guy was moving anywhere in that area, Angela and I are both shouting, why is he running like that? He had the yeah. weirdest, like, shuffle run I have ever seen. He just, he looked like he didn't know where to put his feet. Most of the time. Well, it's probably because he couldn't right. see. <laughs> Agreed. And someone, I, I, someone's I, I, off camera going, left, left, two steps left. Oh, you're going to run it. Okay. Like you almost ran into yeah. a pipe. Now he's running around shooting at people. And as I said, there is a... Stormtrooper level of exchange here of people standing approximately two feet away from each other <laughs> with automatic weapons, not yep. hitting anybody. And we, this is even better the not hitting their own dudes who they are standing behind, firing an automatic weapon. Yep. Yeah, he takes out all these guys. He does get hit. He gets hit in the back, but it's his BMX gear blocks it. 
And then he does take one bullet in the face mask that just kind of makes him a little loopy for a second. But otherwise, he's unscathed. Mordred and Dr. Schuler have, yeah, like we said, they have captured and brought back the wife of the first guy who is way, I was going to say way too young and hot for this average old older but that's how things work right this guy if he was yeah. rich and powerful would absolutely have a younger hotter wife than him so never mind that actually tracks <laughs> and dr schuler rides in on a little girl's bike like a pink bike with a basket and i yeah. think it's intended to be that's creepy right and it just looks silly as fuck because we watch him go so far yeah. <laughs> but so then we have dragon versus Mordred and Schuler. The girl gets free. She's kind of running around. But yeah, Schuler grabs her at one point. And for no reason whatsoever, he's about to bash her head in with a sledgehammer. Yep, yeah. So taking the yep. unnecessary step of ripping her shirt open feels unnecessary. Yep. And feels like it's done yep, that, for our benefit and not for his. Yep, yeah. And she stands there the that rest of the movie she... with her shirt hanging open. Okay. So the dragon and Mordred have a lame fist fight thing that ends with him on top of Mordred doing like e-honda fist from street like just like super fast punches like supernaturally fast <laughs> but it also, what point, Mordred is punching him in the ballistic mask yes multiple times and I'm like that guy's hand is now gravel <laughs> that's designed to stand up to a gunshot your hand is gravel now buddy what are you doing also, you know what a ballistic mask is. You're a soldier. You know not to punch that. Supposedly. And he, he winds up killing Dr. Schuler, Leatherface guy, with his own sledgehammer. And you could afford this gag with it because we actually see him like smash his head, and it's like and it's not like a it's not like the best smash head effect I've ever seen. But it's not MS Paint shit. Like it's an actual like is that where you blew the, your entire effects budget on that? And that's why you that's couldn't. Not- because the there, the, no, there was no makeup person, right? So I'm guessing you're right. I'm guessing that was they had one. They had one rig. Because you smashed yep. the guy's head in the river, and that was a shitty, yeah, MS Paint effect. Yeah. Why didn't we? I don't know. Whatever. And then so so he saves this woman. He carries her out, and then he kind of collapses. And then he looked this crap. I laughed so hard. He sees the young version of him again, and this little kid salutes him. As if, because now he knows young me would be proud of who I am now that I killed all these yeah. guys for good reasons instead of bad reasons. Right. But this little kid doing this like shit salute to him, it, oh, it cracked me up. So funny. Howling. The last half of this movie, uh, I mean, it, this okay. This movie is genuinely terrible, and like never ever ever give anybody a penny of money for this movie. Like if you happen no. to, if it's free, like that's fine. It is it is enjoyably stupid in that way. But I was just like. I was howling for like the last half of this movie. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but everyone is so bad at everything. It is actually, it is achieved, it is achieved entertaining now. And then, yeah, this kid salutes, and then it's hard cut to credits. And that's it. And so step yeah. three was what? <laughs> again, Did perfect. we ever find out? Step three was yeah. <laughs> But we never see her again. I mean, presumably okay. he's going to go, whatever, but like... There's so much buildup of their relationship that comes to nothing other than him deciding, I guess I won't kill kids anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Asking, proud, nothing. 
so there's always these things that happen in these movies, and I, as someone who's made low budget movies, I, I every single like I know exactly why she's not there at the end. It's because they had two locations, and she, that actress, didn't come to the second location, which is <laughs> where they true. shot everything from the the opening. Right. They shot the entire opening sequence and the entire end sequence in that one location on like Saturday, and she was totally free from her job at TGI Fridays on Sunday. <laughs> she only showed up on the set the Sunday. Same with Snyder. She and Snyder were both free from their shift at TGI Fridays on the Saturday. So they shot the two of them at that one location on the Saturday, and then they shot you know everything else on the other day. Like that's why. Like that's the that's the meta reason why. But it's like, here's the thing about low budget filmmaking: you can usually find a way to explain diegetically within the movie that kind of shit. Like, okay, we only have this actress for one day, so we're gonna. Put in, we'll figure it out in the script to explain why she's not there. I've done that yeah. multiple times. We, we had a refrigerator we couldn't move in a scene once. But because it was a mad scientist's house, we just pretended it was a specimen fridge. Okay. You know? Yeah. Like, and they don't even try with this. I'm just like, the reason why is because she, she wasn't there. You could at least, like, give it a shot to explain why she Well, or yeah, we get... Couldn't make any kind of an effort? When you have, when you're filming the scene of them talking earlier at his base or yeah. her house or wherever they're at, I think it's his base, film, just real quick, film a quick scene to put at the end of this movie of her attempt, because her entire character arc is figuring out what is step three and you end this movie without her knowing what step three is or us knowing what step three is. And that is a massive failure of storytelling. <laughs> you have to have a scene where she tells us and tells him and tells herself what step three was. Otherwise, this is all for nothing. Yeah. And during, during that one day that she has off from TGI Fridays, you shoot a scene either in front of his warehouse. He doesn't look... So he's not looking through the scope at her. She comes to the warehouse and she, he says... He says something along the lines of, like, I'm going away and I probably won't be back. And, you know, and they, he can have his big dramatic, I'm such a, you know, a stoic manly man. And she's like, well, why not? He's like, I, I just can't. And then she's like, He's like, what was the third thing? And then she tells him, and then he's like, and then he kisses her and rides away in his motorcycle to his, like, heroic, you know, death kind of thing. Like, that at least, I, that, I mean, honestly, swear to God, I just came up with that. And that's, like, slightly better than anything <laughs> they put in the movie. Like, at least that yeah, might have been an interesting yeah, character like, moment. Or, like, if he actually, yeah, like, if he did that, and then he actually, like, took damage, if you will, from, like, all the bullets that were hitting his BMX equipment like dies yeah. at the end of the movie then okay fine that's a fitting end yeah he's like I, I'll try to get back to you but I think I probably won't make it you know or <laughs> even have her have him ask what's the, what was step three and she says no no, no yeah, I figured I figured it out for myself you have to go figure out what your step three right. is that that's works. something oh, oh even better <laughs> have that happen in an earlier conversation she comes to the house as he's about to drive away to, to do his heroic sacrifice thing. And she says, you know, where are you going? And he says, I figured out my step three. There you go. You know what that is? That's writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's screenwriting, okay, that which this yeah. movie there we go. barely had. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, uh, it's, it was a movie where I was watching it going, the instant I saw that it had no step through, I'm like, oh, this is going to be entertaining as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's... That, I guess. And that is yeah. it for Unleash the Dragon. It is that time of the episode where I press the magic button to see what next week's movie, chosen completely at random for everything streaming, will be. 
pressing the magic button now. Next week's movie is F. It's just titled F. That can't be the no. That's the name from 2013. What is this? What? It's on Tubi. Okay, but hang on. But on Tubi, it's called The Expelled. Oh, I hate that. That makes it so hard when movies have two different names. Okay. It is a movie what? called both. I guess it depends on... I'm guessing it was called F, just the letter F, first. And they realized that's going to make it really easy for critics <laughs> to go, this movie gets an F or F this movie. How do you search for it? Right. And so they changed yeah. it to... Because on Tubi, it's called... The Expelled, which is a much, much better title. It looks to be like, like uh, maybe like the strangers, but in a school. I mean, it, I mean, it sounds what it sounds less like a less like a soft or pornographic film than this one did. The Dragon Unleashed could be the name, the title of a soft or porn. I, I agree. Actually, that could <laughs> be interesting. So, <laughs> all right. So that's everyone's homework for next week. F. Or if you're watching it, it's only available on Tubi. So if you're watching, looking for it on Tubi, it's called The Expelled. But I guess its I'm actual actually... name is F from either to... from either 2010 or 2013, depending on where you look. So this movie is very confused, and now I am too. <laughs> that's my, uh, that's my next week's movie. Algorithm is, my Tubi algorithm is completely screwed already, so I might watch that one. <laughs> it's got to be better than this one. <sighs> so we'll see how that goes. F or The Expelled on Tubi for next week. Ladies, where can people find you on social media and things? We'll start with uh, the new girl. Um, you can find me on Twitter at, um, at AngelT18. And uh, we wrote, we met actually through fanfic. So what's your, what's your uh, AO3 handle? Um, she's on AO3, so hit her up on Twitter uh, and, and no, go I'm read on, her fanfic. I'm on, yeah. I'm on AO3. It might be the same handle there, actually. I think it's yeah. the same handle. I think it's the same so, handle. Uh, no, wait, no. Sorry, it's, uh, I think uh, I think it's Angel T six two six, I believe. Yeah. So so hit up Angel on on Ao three for her fanfic, which is actually really good. And I'm TG Shepherd Van uh, on Twitter, and I have a website tgshepherd.com where I post uh, infrequently, and I'm trying to get back to it. Um, breakdowns of fight scenes, and I also do fight scene consultations if you want me to read through your fight scenes and uh, tell you what works and what doesn't. Uh, Renee Perez could have used your services before he made this fucking oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am at Heath Lambert 78 on Twitter. The show is at that so random P2. The show is also on Mastodon and Hive and Slasher as either at that so random podcast or at that so random pod or I think on either Hive or Mastodon I'm just at that's so random. I got in early, I guess, and nobody yeah. else had that. The show has an email address, which is at that's so random pod at gmail.com for all of your questions and complaints, or if you're Renee Perez and you want to send me some weird anti vax shit or something, I probably. <laughs> and artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey, who is at Mr. Joe Humphrey on Twitter and Slasher. Oh, TikTok. I'm on TikTok too. The show is. Anyway, at that's a random podcast, probably. It's not. It's easy to find. I don't need to know. No one cares anyway. <laughs> I, I care. No, you care. Well, I never do any kind of pimp, like, I never do, like, like, subscribe, all that stuff. I mean, do it if you want, I guess. Yeah, if somebody wants to leave me a five-star yeah. review, great. I don't, or a four-star review, whatever. <laughs> 
I just I know people listen and I appreciate that and that's good enough for me. I don't I've never made a dime off this show. Quite the opposite. <laughs> so, and I'm quite happy to continue it that way. Uh, thank you for your time, the both of you. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, I actually, again, I actually enjoyed that one. I enjoyed that one, and I made Angela suffer through it as well, and I laughed the whole time. So I enjoyed. I had a, a good little evil laugh. So I was really enjoying that. Well, I figured she was already. She had already suffered through it. We might as well make lemonade out of lemons. And and yeah, I very much appreciate it. I, ha I would happily come back. I appreciate your time, and we will do that for sure at some point in the future. Maybe a good one, maybe a bad one. Who knows? <laughs> I never know. So, well, I think that will do it for this week. One more time for next week on Tubi, the expelled. If you're looking anywhere else, it's called F. Just F. Just the letter F. As I'm assuming, as in like a grade F. Like students got an F and now they're killing people, maybe? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, don't know. Actually, that, that makes sense. It's the only thing I can think of. It's British. It looked kind of like a real, like, that kind of semi racist, uh, like, hoodie horror that was going around England for a while there. Like, ooh, some people in, I, well, I guess here too, just ask Trayvon Martin. But, you know, anybody in a hoodie is scary. Ooh, scary kids in hoodies. Like, yeah. It looks kind of like that. So maybe it's not good, but we'll see. But that'll do it for this week on behalf of myself and Lisa and Angela. Have a great week, everybody. Goodbye.